Okay, well, welcome to um, another uh, teleseminar. Love having all of you with me. Um, so for those of you uh, new to the teleseminars, um, um, I'm offering this as a way for us to talk together about the principles and um, answer any questions along the way of the teleseminar that you might have. I kind of likened it when I started to a town hall meeting where I'll present a little and then make room for any of you that want to share any um, um, any kind of realizations you've been having or any questions about today's teleseminar. Um, and so what will happen is that the teleseminar will, is recorded and you'll receive an email link to the to the recording. At the end of uh, the teleseminar, um, I'll give you my website address where all the teleseminars are available for uh, download or listening to. Um, the other good news is that um, we now have made the teleseminars into podcasts on iTunes. Uh, it's not quite ready yet, but it's called Dr. Mark Howard's Three Principles Institute. Um, but we will be sending out uh, an email uh, about the iTunes podcast of all the teleseminars. I'm really happy about this because it will get it out even more than um, they've been going out in the last two and a half years that I've been doing them. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk. For about the first half of the teleseminar, I've got some points I want to make about today's topic. And then I will, um, um, you know, make a space for anybody who would like to um, share anything today. Um, as you, if you, if you've heard other teleseminars, you really see that we gain a lot when we hear from people uh, on the teleseminar. So I would encourage you to feel free to share or ask any questions. Um, let's see here. In order to do that, you need to press star 2 on your phone, and that will show me here that you have a question. So I'll let you know when we're ready for that. Well, today's topic is um, you are complete. And um, the inspiration for the topic came from one of the three principles life coaches that I am mentoring. And uh, she's been sharing the principles. Um, she had a realization about about the principles, particularly for her consciousness. And um, in it, she said she realized that the principles as a system, we are complete. There's nothing more we we need to look for or that we are. And uh, so it inspired me to talk about the, you know, the the essence that we are complete. You know, um, people have talked about it in a number of ways that in in the past, from I don't know the beginnings of um, spiritual writings. But I remember it also in terms of uh, just popular writings in the 70s around this. Um, uh, book called I'm Okay, You're Okay. <laughs> it was a great book about just feeling that you are essentially okay. They had no sense of the principles. It was all about 
um, thinking about ourselves uh, in our in our psychological form and not really much of a spiritual um, understanding but uh, but the title kind of speaks to the fact that uh, we are complete and if you look at the principles um, and really see that again what we're pointing to with the principles of mind thought and consciousness is a, a spiritual essence. Um, Chip Chipman and and Elsie and Jan talk about it as uh, our true nature. Um, that it's spiritual in nature, so that um, there isn't anything that can cha- that can change it. It, it the, you know, mind and and thought and conscious are working through us uh, moment to moment to create the experience of life we're having even for us to be here in life. Um, so, um, you know, when you look at truly what we are a part of, uh, nothing can be missing. Um, I really heard this a while ago when, uh, again, in one of the seminars that Sidney Banks uh, presented, he talked about the fact that no one is any less holy than anybody else. And that really speaks to you being complete. Now, the only factor of us feeling less than, uh, having self-doubt, thinking there's something wrong with us, um, that we are damaged goods, uh, that we aren't as good as or good enough, um, all comes from the way of using thought. Those are ideas. Those are the way we use the principles to create thinking about ourselves. And of course, through the years, if you've coached people or in your own experience, I know for me and for all of the people that I have mentored and coached and worked with over the years, uh, we get into that. We get into thinking about ourselves in some way that makes us feel less than, or not good enough, or missing something. I mean, that's the whole search for uh, self-improvement, isn't it? I know that um, Michael Neal and I did an event in Los Angeles on that topic. And the piece about it is um, self-improvement and everything about self-improvement is speaking to the form. Huh? what the principles have formed in people, that they already are, they're missing something or uh, they're not good enough or they don't have all the knowledge they need. So people search for self-improvement. Again, going outside of ourselves. But I think the thing for today to see is that it's all based on how we use the principles to think of ourselves. It's not really the truth of ourselves because we are the principles. And no one, as Sid says, ha- can be any less. How can anybody else be less mind than somebody else? We are all a part of mind. So in the spiritual energy that we are, how can there be anything less? It doesn't exist in the spiritual realm, does it? Uh, you are completely... Uh, mind, thought, and consciousness, and that means you have 
the intelligence of the universe. Now, no one has any less than anyone else. But we can certainly uh, feel like we do because we start at whatever age to begin to think about ourselves in ways that lead us to feel like um, we're missing something, you know, or we're not as good as this other person, or we don't know enough. And um, uh, and I even see that in the people who wanting to share the principles and share them with more impact and so forth, that one of the things in the way is that they are um they are thinking that they don't know it as well as somebody that they've seen in these videos webinars three principles movies but i keep reminding um, people sharing the principles that when you share from what you know meaning that when you share you are completely from the spiritual energy your true nature uh, you know as much as anyone. And it's only when, again, we start thinking about ourselves in a certain way that we begin to think that we're not complete. And again, that's prompted me today to talk about it with you all because that's the feeling that helps us is to know that nothing's missing. Even though we may still think that there is... <laughs> to really know somewhere that we know nothing is missing. We have all all the knowledge uh, that every living being has to live life happy and uh, with love and understanding and to fulfill our true nature. Um, and you can see that all the time when you get to the feeling of well-being, you get to the feeling of contentment, you know at that moment that there isn't anything more that you're not lacking. I've said this before because, uh, but it's come up again as I'm talking with you today, that that sense of contentment, the true uh, essence expressed of our of our true nature uh, in contentment, in what we call contentment, is really um, the antidote to um, any any difficulty that people can face, any uh, addiction that people can face, any compulsiveness that people can face, because in the true feeling of contentment, there's nothing. You just have this wonderful feeling of our essence, our true nature, which we would call love and understanding. But in that, uh, uh, in that consciousness of contentment, in that moment, you don't think uh, you need more. You don't think you're lacking. And that's why it's so powerful um, an ingredient to keep an eye on because when you do touch the, your essence, the pure spiritual nature of mind, it comes through as contentment. And it's so powerful because in there you know, you, you don't really think consciously. You just have this sense of there's nothing more. You have everything. 
You have everything. You're complete. And even if you've had that for just moments, um, you still know that experience, that the minute you touch that, um, you feel complete. And that means you don't need anything more. And that's why it really is that understanding of the principles is the hope to uh, transcend that there's anything wrong with you, to transcend um, the way that you may be using thought that is leading you to difficulty. Because the minute you catch an insight, you're in the feeling of contentment the feeling of love or the feeling of understanding. And any way you look at those, the minute you're in the um, essence of the feeling of what we're describing as love and understanding or contentment, uh, you don't need more. And that's peace of mind. I mean, we call it different things, but really, once again, we're touching a place where we have a sense of being complete. And that's the essence. So um, uh, when we look at that feeling um, that comes to us of despondency or dissatisfaction with ourselves or discouragement, what we're really reacting to are, are thoughts, again, that we're not complete. Um, we're, we're reacting to thoughts that have us feeling that Again, we're not good enough. Uh, we're lacking something. But you can't. There's no way you lack anything. Now, of course, of course, when you're out in the world, you know, and um, you're looking to develop something in the world, you want to maybe look at learning a skill. Again, Sid says it's common sense. Of course, that's the case. But it, it's not coming from the, the essence of you as a person lacking anything or, not, or being incomplete or not good enough. It's just common sense that you may need to develop your skills better. You know, that, that's wisdom, knowing that. And being able to know that without self-criticism is the blessing of the principle is knowing that you are mind. Now, isn't it awesome to really just get a sense that you are not any less holy than anyone else? Again, when I heard that, like I've heard Sid speak some of those deeply, uh, for me, moving uh, statements, it just re it just relaxed me. I, I just, again... Um, was able to, um, for the, a, a moment in time, come back to the spiritual essence of what I am and not think about myself as this form called Mark Howard with all of the beliefs that were created through the way I was using thought that had some limitations to them. When that's the power of um, listening to Sidney Banks, that's the power of you having realizations into the knowledge you have that we're calling the principle. And what it does is, once again, in a way, sets you straight. 
it again shows you what to follow and what to avoid. So the minute I heard that deeply from Sydney Banks and it resonated with me, once again I knew what to follow, that I was okay and so were, were other people. That book, I'm okay, you're okay, that I started with. I also saw what direction to avoid. Once again, it was really highlighted that my thoughts about myself were not the direction that would guide me to my essence. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm going to have thoughts about myself my whole life. But again, the beauty of understanding the principles and our true nature, excuse me, is that we can recognize, oh my God, okay, I'm just in my own thinking again. And, uh, and then go back to what direction to follow. That I am no less holy than anyone else. Another way of saying it is, I'm as holy as anyone. I'm as holy as any living thing. I'm as holy as mind. I'm a part of mind, and so I have the holiness of that, the beauty of that, the love and understanding of that. So again, once you get a realization, it shows you where to fo- what to follow. You don't have to tell anybody what to follow. I was just mentioning someone before uh, the teleseminar who's coming to this understanding And he started with the principles and wanted to bring it to people, but he was still a little contaminated by thinking he had to fix people or help them. And he's moving along to see now with this understanding of principles that all it's about is just sitting there talking with people and helping uh, through the listening that he's doing, guide them through to have their own realizations about the principles because those realizations within people wakes up the knowledge you have already because you're complete. And when that wakes up, that person sees what direction to follow and what direction to avoid. And, you know, you see this all the time on the Three Principles movies, you know, they have a section of people who are just everyday people who have learned, uh, have had gained uh, insight into the principles with common everyday difficulties. And they always talk about what they've seen in their way. And that's kind of, sh- they're showing us uh, how they see what, it, what directions to avoid and, and what direction to follow. Um, so again, noticing that, um, we are no less holy than anyone else means that we are complete. And whenever we touch that, innocently we think our way out of it because we kind of get familiar thoughts uh, that take our uh, consciousness down a bit. And so we start to get involved in those usual habits that of self-criticism, self-doubt, uncertainty about ourselves and um, again nothing wrong in that Um, but you want to begin to carry around with you that that's just a sign about your thinking it's not a sign about you and that's a big one that's a big one that 
those areas of thought that have become habitual in which you feel you're lacking or you're um, you're not good enough uh you're missing something you have a uh, you're, you're you know you you're damaged psychologically um, um, those are just um, thoughts that have come to us and they lead us away from the fact that we're complete and that's all you want to see about them you don't want to think about doing anything about it you just want to begin to have more of a sense that those are just signals that you're you're moving away from the true understanding that you are complete that you are mine and you are the principles creating for yourself the manifestation of this energy through thought and consciousness moment to moment every day and it's giving you an experience of your of your life um and that's all that's happening and even that if we wanted to look at it in terms of some idea is a complete system see it's a complete system it's not really a system that's just an idea okay uh, the principles are not a system but it's a way to talk about them nothing else it said that too nothing else can account for any experience you're having nothing else can account for any feeling you're having now isn't that wonderful to rely on that nothing else uh can is is responsible for that it's immutable i just picked up a book the other day it looked interesting because i always loved uh history you know and this is more kind of i guess i guess it is history it's like a book um from the beginning of our existence to evolving to where we are now and um he introduced the book in some way of saying that in science that we've come down to some really unchangeable laws in science that the account account for everything and it just reminded me about the spiritual nature of the principles the principles account for every human every living experience every experience any living being can have again i was talking to someone else that i'm mentoring and they were talking about their cat and seeing how their cat has thought too and they were talking about how you know um their cat will uh, they can they can distract their cat to kind of chase something that isn't there like a shadow and the cat will chase it for a little bit and then the cat has a thought this isn't anything there's no rabbit here it's just a sh- it's just a shadow it does nothing exists and they'll stop chasing it and that's thought in action so i don't know if that's a good example but again it's just uh, the fact that the principles account for all ex- human all living experience all experience, experience that all living things create uh it, they they are a complete system meaning that there's nothing else that can count 
for your experience of life, your feelings, other than the fact that moment to moment you're manifesting in life's mind what you are through thought and consciousness. And that's that's amazing. That's amazing because if you get lost in your thinking, um, it will always. If you get a sense of this, just a glimmer of this, it will occur to you. Oh, wait a minute here. This is just coming from the principle, and that allows us to correct and make adjustments. And that's really, to me, living life. This is just me now, living life with the principles. I'm always making adjustments. I might get caught up in my thinking and then I say something to a loved one and then it occurs to me, oh my God, your thinking's off and I go correct. I come back to my true nature. Um, so that's the beauty of, of this having this understanding. It's not like um, uh, you get it to where you do things. You get it to where you realize things. And that's a big difference. Because I don't care how well you could come up with something to do. Um, the power of your level of consciousness, the power of your thinking, can override something to do. You see. There could be places where you're feeling so caught up that even it won't even come to you to do what you think you should do. But, excuse me, nothing will get in the way of a realization because once you've realized and had insight into the principles, it's there and it will occur in your mind as a thought. And that nothing, nothing can get in the way of that happening to you or for you. And once you do, you wake up once again and you say, oh my God, there went my thinking, oh, let's get it back. So it sounds like it's something to do because it's the only way to explain it. But the realization that you have, whatever it is, will always come back to you at some point. Um, and that's what allows you then to uh, use it, use it. So my friend uh, Keith Blevins, I know some of you know Keith. He's just a really great person and a teacher of the principles. And we were uh, we did seminars together many years ago, and he would kind of tell people about this point I'm making to you. He would say, "You see this indentation on my forehead? It's from." Going, it's and he slaps his hand on his forehead. So we're going, oh no, there I go again. Okay, to slap your hand to your forehead, you've had another realization. Your realization came back to you. So he didn't have something to do where you slap your head on your forehead, you see. He didn't. He just, again, remembered it came back to him through thought, through the wisdom we are a part of. Oh my God, there I go again. In... Um, Cognitive behavioral work, this is just a story. I have nothing against other approaches in psychology. I just don't see them, this is me, I don't see them helping in the long run without telling people about the principles. Anyhow, 
we had this exercise, well, not an exercise, but we had this technique that if people had disturbing thoughts, we had them wear a rubber band on their wrist. And um, every time they had a disturbing thought, they would snap the rubber band. Well, you could, you could see that, I mean, at that level of thinking, it makes sense. In the theories of that approach, it makes sense. But when you understand the principles, it makes no sense whatsoever. Because, you know, first of all, people don't keep that up. You know, and second of all, it doesn't really maintain any, it doesn't really get people to really understand their true nature, that they are complete. There's no way that snapping a rubber band to just change thoughts you're thinking gets you to realize the true nature that you are. So you could see that once you wake up, to what human beings truly are and that you've had a little glimpse of that and that if you talk to people just from the glimpse of that to people about what you've seen, they have an opportunity to see something for themselves. And if you truly see that human beings are mind, thought, and consciousness, well, you wouldn't settle for just telling them to snap a rubber band. You would want them to manifest their true true nature, you see, wouldn't you? So that's the power of seeing that people are already complete and all you want of people is to get a glimpse of that. Well, I hope that was helpful and made sense. So um, I've talked quite a while. So I want to check in with everybody today because, again, this is a town hall. It's based on the principle of a town hall meeting. And there's a lot of you on the call. We're not going to be able to get to all of you today. But, again, if anybody has a question, if anybody has a thought to share, um then uh, what I want you to do then is to press star 2 on your phone and I will see that and I will ask you to, to share. Again, I really want you, I really want to hear from people. It really helps all of us to hear from the people on the call today. Okay, somebody just, somebody just uh, did that. You're on the call. Hello? Hi, it's Martin from Germany. Hi, Martin. Hi, hi, Mark. Uh, thanks uh, for your wonderful teleseminars. I've been listening to them, and now I'm uh, also a participant. I'm really happy you're taking my um, question. So I'm a life coach, and I've been uh, teaching the three principles for more than two years now, and I can find in my own life uh, that... Um, I sometimes have the feeling that my um, default setting isn't the one you're describing, although I'm completely with you and I completely agree or I can feel where you're coming from. And when yeah. I'm in a high mood, I also have this feeling. But sometimes, and I would like to ask you what you think about that, I have the feeling that my default setting is one of stressful thoughts, uh, depressed thoughts, 
And although I have, I, I guess I have quite a good grounding, I ask myself, why do these thoughts keep coming back? And um, I know that there's nothing to do, and I know that I can just let them run through, but I'm kind of tired of feeling, <laughs> yeah. in a, you know, of, yeah. of feeling bad. Yeah. And at the yeah. same time, I'm completely with you, what you've been describing, and it feels very uh, soothing, it feels good. But, well, to put it bluntly, I sometimes have the feeling that I would like to have more of these kind of feelings, the good feelings, and I wonder yeah. why do I keep, Falling, it's it's like senseless. It's like a senseless falling <laughs> into into um, being down in the in 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 the dumps, you know. And I don't know why that is. Why do I keep repeating old patterns that I think I have transcended, but obviously I haven't. So um, I would uh, love you to talk about that or give me a hint why where I'm at or something, because I really can't see clearly. I can't see clearly about this. Well, I hope I could do uh, justice to this. So um, you asked two things that I want to speak to. And first, Martin, um, I'm glad you you enjoy the teleseminars and are on this one with me and we're willing to share this. I, I think it's actually a common question about why do I keep coming back to my habitual thoughts. But first of all, let's look at something. You know, the the piece you want to keep an eye on and you want to stay open to seeing, getting more of is that you are a mind. That you are, you are not all of mind. Sid says it a little differently. He says you are God, but God you are not. You are a part of mind. So um, if you are spiritual, then how could your default setting be a troubling thoughts? Troubling thoughts are the manifestation of mind. They're how they, that energy somehow through thought and consciousness creates troubling thoughts. Mind isn't creating troubling thoughts. They're just giving you the energy to to create troubling thoughts, you know, like the old man, I wish there you know, I wish I didn't have that much influence on how I thought, you know. But they're just giving you power to think any way you want to think. And somehow growing up in your life, uh, you got influenced to think troubling, you know, in a troubling way. So the first thing you want to begin to just live with a, an eye, an eye toward an openness toward seeing deeper, that you are God, you are mind, you are a spiritual energy that Sid says is love and understanding. So, um, so when you think that your default setting is other than that, it's just because you think it is. It, it, it may be that you know. Um, it's because you always seem to fall into it. But that isn't what I mean by default setting. Uh, um, there is, see, there's no um, thing, there's no like default. You are mind all the time. 
you are mind all the time. It's just like me, uh, our own use of thought gets in the way. We're thinking way too much to really get uh, um, um, what it what 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 it can bring to us to know that we're to re- realize we're mind. So even today, the feeling I'm in as I'm talking with you all, I'm still thinking too much. I don't see myself thinking too much, but I am because it would. You know, to really be filled with mind, you'd have an experience like Sydney Banks. So the thing is that it isn't a default. You don't like drop into the mind or the principles. You don't drop in. You are, are that all the time. There's no way that it can just be periodically that you're going to fall into the principles or your spiritual nature. You are that all the time. And because you have the free will to think any way you you do, it feels like um, you're you're not that you're you're your troubled thinking. So I wanted to speak a little bit there. The the second thing: why do we always why do we have our troubling thinking? And in a way, it's a mystery. You know, Sid said that. The creation of our thinking is a mystery. Uh, even in his experience that he had and what he saw, it's still a mystery how thought gets created. I think we, you have to see what knowledge is there that we have just just a little inkling toward what we truly are. Um, well, I would say that when we get in that troubling thinking, it it look somehow we forget it's thinking. Somehow it looks, I don't know. It look it, it doesn't look like thinking to us. It it just at that time looks like real. But if you've had time away from it, if you've had time and insights and realizations into the principles, you're doing fine. And I think that you, uh, Martin, with Martin's question, but other people on the call too, if you could already see that you're tired of having that thinking, you're, you've already shifted. Because in order to say that, you're seeing it from a feeling that's different than being in that, that thinking. So let me tell you a story um, about it, because I know... Um, it may not be clear. For me, I think I've, I've shared this on some teleseminars and, and other uh, webinars that I've been doing a lot of traveling in the last four years to do uh, workshops and presentations in different countries. And um, and so knowing, you know, getting ready to go to the airport, I get nervous. So like Martin's got his particular thinking, that's my thinking. I get nervous. And even though I know it's thinking, I'm still in the experience of being nervous. I really am. And um, and so it, it, it happens. And then finally when I get through uh, the security line and I'm there in the airport just hanging out waiting to board, 
uh, it eases up quite a bit. So, and I'm really what I what I know is I've changed my thinking, but I still have the experience of getting nervous. So this one flight, um, I'm sitting in the boarding area, and they're talking about it being delayed. The plane has some mechanical problems, and um, it's going to be delayed an hour and a half. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I realize, I didn't even know this, I realized I'm in a deeply peaceful feeling. I'm just feeling calm and I just have a nice feeling about me. And then came thoughts about, well, you got an hour and a half. Why don't you walk around or whatever? And it lasted the whole flight. Now, I'm cutting this story short, but the reason I'm telling you this story is because um, something that I'm a part of took care of the nervousness. It just... I didn't have anything to do with it. I was sitting there and uh, knew there was a delay and I was in that, you know, feeling. And and then, and then all of a sudden I noticed I'm just feeling calm. I'm feeling really peaceful. So, um, and that's helped me. That stayed with me. Uh, and there's still... Uh, elements of nervousness as I think of, of, of you know, uh, recently going to the airport, but they're not as strong. So this is just me talking to that answer, to that question, Martin, because I think part of it is um, uh, it's a mystery. And part of what I know is um, we still are too, in an in a, uh, English word, enamored by our thoughts. In other words, we still give them too much value. Um, and that's why some of our usual thoughts can take us. Like, for example, why do people, why do I still get bothered? Well, it's just that my consciousness dropped. I got thinking in a certain way that's been around in my life for many, many, many years. But again, like I mentioned earlier, I realize it occurs to me, oh man, my thinking's gone south. So, um, so, uh, so that's what I would share with you, Martin, is that you want to keep an eye on the fact that you are the principles all the time. There's no default setting, really. You are them. It feels like a default setting because sometimes we get a break from our usual thinking and we get this beautiful realization and insight, beautiful feeling, you know. But it's been there all the time. So um, so your thinking that your default setting is this, is just be, is, your, is these negative feelings, is just because... Um, uh, you think you, you you just are saying that your own thinking is your default setting, but that's not true. That's just habits of thoughts showing up and knocking on your door, wanting to come in. But you want to get more of an eye that you truly are 
the manifestation of mind all the time. You are your spiritual energy all the time. You are love and understanding all the time. So I hope that was helpful to you, Martin. And um, uh, I just want to leave room for somebody else today. And I'm really trying to do my best there with, uh, with, with your question. And thanks for asking it, Martin. And... You know, if you want to talk more with me, give send me an email, and I'll be glad to. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give everybody my address at the end of the, at the end of the telesmart. Thank you so much, Martin. It's been Thanks, nice Mark. to hear from you. Lovely. Anybody else want to uh, have a question or, or want to share from today's uh, teleseminar? It'd be wonderful to hear from, how about one more person uh, today? <laughs> here we go. We have somebody here. So somebody else just raised your hand. Um, so it's Glasgow, is it? Yeah, Glasgow, Montana. Oh, hi. Hi. Who, who um, are you? My name is Tony. And, oh, hi, Tony. Um, uh, hi, I really enjoyed the teleseminar, and uh, oh, good. oh, good. <laughs> and uh, and Martin's question, uh, I like that too. Um, that was very useful. Um, I guess what I wanted to bring up was recently I've had the insight that certain thinking that I used to see and have felt so real. Um, and then I really began to say, see how it was such an illusion um, mm-hmm. that it could pass, and that yeah. through through consciousness, I was like, well, wait a minute, consciousness, this light in me, is constant, but the the thinking is moving. So it made me even begin to question all thinking like you have uh thoughts that you could call negative or insecure and they're illusionary and they pass and then the good thoughts as well they they have they give a good feeling that it my question i guess is kind of at a level um there's even more than that like there's a deeper feeling it seems like that's possible beyond the the good thought or the bad thought. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's like, like, you know, um, Thanks. It's yeah. So, yeah. That um yeah, that that was that trying to hold on to a good thought is is no more purposeful than trying to keep and avoid bad thought a certain bad thought away. It's yeah. too clingy, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I think that's beautiful, Tony, and it's it's great that you you shared and took uh, the time to share with us this what you're thinking and what you're seeing. 
and I think that's really beautiful what what you're seeing. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that uh, first of all, I don't think it's about holding on to your thoughts at all. Either way, I don't think it is because I don't think we can do that. <laughs> you know, like you know, <laughs> I think it's not in a way up to us. So it's, so it's really not about uh, holding on to our thoughts, but um but here's how i see it the the closest i've come to what i i think sydney banks is pointing to is that the true essence um that energy that energy is uh what we would call pure love and understanding it's impersonal it's not right. about us it's not about us it's not about getting somebody loving in our life. It's that we can live in a spiritual energy that we would call is, we would speak to it as love, surrounded by love. Um, um, so um, that can only come to us, though, through thought. See, that's how we're built, like, Mind is just as energy manifesting. Thought gives it shape. So thought, we're talking about spiritual now. So I can't really think it's this way. It's just the way I think of it. Thought gives it shape, gives you the, a chance to shape the energy. Consciousness allows you to be aware of what you're shaping. Um, so we can only experience our true nature through thought. Through thought, see, we can. That's that's the way it's set up. Um, so, to me, my guidance is: uh, the closer my experience is to love and understanding, uh, uh, I want to look in that direction. I just want to look in that direction. I know I'm looking at it right. You know, things like that come to me. Um, but again, given that that's just thought, we won't be able to hold on to it because we're creating another thought. But that's how I see it. I see that um, it isn't about should we think positively or should we think negatively. Although Sid at times will get practical. If you listen to him, he'll get practical and say, you know, um, if you're thinking negative, if you're feeling negative, you're just thinking negative, think positive. He'll say things like that. Because he's talking deeper, though. He's talking deeper that our true nature is the, is this expression we call, we call love and understanding. But it's impersonal. When you're in that space, it's not about you. That's why I said at the beginning, the experience we're talking about contentment, you have a feeling of just beautiful feeling of your essence, and you don't think about needing more. You don't think about yourself. Um, but uh, it, both of them are thoughts. In, um, Both of them say, are in that in that feeling of contentment and completeness. Yes, it seems it seems like there is not so much thinking. 
Um, it seems like that, yes. Like there's a quieter space. Would that, that's something that seems to be what I have felt. That the, yeah. the less, the less the busy mind, the, the, the thoughts, the fewer the thoughts, the more there's something else. Something, something contentment, you could call it or whatever, but there's a feeling there that's, you know, kind of like you're saying. Um, anyway, I just, I like that. I, I think you're, yes, and I, yes, and, and so you stay there. You stay with what you're making it to seem like, you see. You stay there. Mm-hmm. You, you keep an eye there. I think it really, that's what I mean by it's impersonal. I think there's very there's much less uh, thinking going on as you touch this, and it's momentary. It's not like um, you want to make yourself live in contentment. It's impossible because the minute you try to make yourself live in contentment, it's like what I was saying to Martin. You're believing you you're not contentment. You see. But you are. Right. You are mine. Right. You see? You see? So that's that's why it's so tough. It's so tough. We do a magic act against ourselves. But when you really touch that, it's more nothing than something. Okay. You see? When it, that, that was, that's another way of mm-hmm. saying what you said. There's more nothing than something. So, because you could get thinking just as stressfully about positive thoughts as you could negative thoughts. So it's not about <laughs> thinking thinking positive thoughts, is it? It's about knowing that you think, knowing where that experience is coming from. And that takes care of us. The minute we know, once again, realize, we then get direction. And that realization comes through us, but it's not up to us, really. We can't think our way to that realization, but it is us coming through us, you know. But the experiences of that contentment is really more nothing or impersonal rather than more things to think about and more things about us. It's not about us once we find that feeling. So I hope that was helpful, Tony, and it's nice to have uh, somebody from Montana. <laughs> Way out here. Yeah, that was very helpful. Thank you. Very great, helpful. great. Um, well, again, I need to bring our um, teleseminar to a close. So I want to give you links um, in case you want to Go to my website to hear the other teleseminars. Excuse me. Sorry. So my website is www.3principlesinstitute.org. 3principlesinstitute.org. And then click on the teleseminar tab. And then you can hear all of the, all of the teleseminars. And we're, we're moving them into being on iTunes. And so you should be getting an email about that coming up. I'm so excited about that. Um, and if you have any further questions and you want to run them by me, my email is uh, Dr. Mark Howard, like D-R, Dr. Mark Howard at 
comcast.net. Well, wonderful. So great to have you all on the call, and thanks for the two of you for sharing. It really helps us uh, to hear from from people who are participating in the teleseminar. All right, then. Until next month, um, have a good month, and um, we'll talk soon. Goodbye for now.